Welcome to Warren Radio with your hosts, the Watchman Dana Smith and Tower. Thanks for listening. Greetings in the name of the Lord and welcome to Warren Radio. This is Tower. I'm here with the Watchman and we are glad you joined us. Please send all your prayer requests and correspondence to us through our contact page at warn-usa.com. And you can listen to all our Warn Radio episodes on warn-usa.com and danaglennsmith.com. Warn Radio is now on the following platforms. Amazon Prime Music and Podcast, Spreaker, Blueberry, iHeartRadio, iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, Google Play Music, Blog Talk Radio, Podcast Addict, CastBox, Google Podcast, Deezer, Spotify, Anchor, and Pocket Cast. Be sure not to miss the following posts of our in-depth biblical articles and radio shows on Dana Glenn Smith and Warren-USA.com. What is truth? On DanaGlennSmith.com, globalists maneuver to remove internet free speech. Age of lawlessness confronts righteousness. Transforming hope and living lights in a world of darkness. On Warren-USA.com, Epistles of Timothy Classic Warren Radio Series. Abraham Believed Book of Romans Part 7 on Sound the Shofar Nations Gospel War Ongoing Persecution of Believers Report Righteous Reign Isaiah's Prophetic Book Part 80 on Battle Lines And you don't want to miss the following WIBR Warren Radio shows for August 23rd through the 25th Wednesday's Advocacy Show, Resolute Christians, Christian Brotherhood, Pakistan Believer, Terrorism 101, Belarus, Anti-Christian at Warren Radio. Thursday's Isaiah Series, I Have Chosen, Isaiah's Prophetic Book Part 185 on Battle Lines. Friday's Sound the Shofar, Trial of Your Faith. Rejuvenating Hope in Christ, Part 7. And be sure to get your copy of The Rising. The Rising is a Christian fiction thriller by the watchman Dana G. Smith. The Rising continues the story of Mac, a former black ops sniper, and details the takeover of America. And hidden within the storyline of The Rising is the truth of what's happening in America now. And you can get your copy of The Rising on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, Books A Million, Ingram. And um, The Rising eBook can be found on Google Play. You can also get your copy of The Rising by going to danaglennsmith.com. And while on the site, be sure to sign up for the WIBR Warren Radio Newsletter and visit our Christian Books and Resource Shop. And now I welcome in the Watchman.
You're listening to Warren Radio on the WIBR Warren Radio Network. Don't forget to visit our websites at warren-usa.com and danaglinsmith.com. And also follow us on Twitter, find us on Instagram, and join us on LinkedIn. Greetings, Dana. How are you doing tonight? Well, you know, in spite of the election, I'm doing good. Yeah. Greetings, Dana. How are you doing tonight? Well, I'm doing good. Another Wednesday. Yes. And uh, we've been having winds for a while now, first because of California and all the hurricanes down there, and now the one down from Florida. So when there's major disturbances uh, up here in our neck of the woods, we always get wind. Send it north. Yeah, doesn't take much to get wind here. Yeah. So anyway, this is the fifth Wednesday of this month of August, and it's the last one. Yeah. And we are tomorrow's the last day of August. That is unbelievable. Now, if you were working in the park. Uh, Labor Day is the mark-off for the close of the season. And being as we both worked in the park years ago, boy, that's been a long time ago. Yeah, that was fun. I, that was my vacation job. I liked it. Yep, going to, going to work early in the morning, you know, sitting right underneath the Tetons. And bears running around. Yeah. Yeah, that that's a good experience. <laughs> so at any rate, fun. we're here. We're up first. We're doing our featured article again. And uh, we like to take articles from our regular lineup of articles and shows. And uh, this week, Transforming Hope. Now, this is via DanaGlennSmith.com. Our other site site is Warn-USA.com. Transforming Hope Through the Glass Darkly. I remember that Pauline phrase. Hope and the Transformation. Well, you know, without hope, hope maketh not ashamed, you know, because of the Lord. To be sure, you know, we are seeing through a glass darkly today. But one day we will see all things face to face. And I, I think, Tower, really, in this day and age, today... We we are seeing more than just what we used to see. You know what I mean? Oh, I know. Everything is more evident. And you can really see the lawlessness. You can see the trouble. You can see the coming together of the globalist scheme. You can see, uh, you know, where the chair for the Antichrist is going to be. I mean, you can see everything, really. You can. It's coming together fast, and 
I would not like it to be here so fast. Well, you know, for this article, hope in the transformation from mere human that faces sin, death, and the grave, then to have the ultimate victory over the same sin, death, and the grave through Jesus Christ. Yes, that that is really the victory here. You know, there's people that don't get victory. There's people that are in trouble all the time. Face persecution daily. Yeah. So for us, the ultimate victory who have believed in Christ is that hope and knowing that we will see our Lord and be like him, thus transformed into the children of God, perfectly redeemed in a perfect redemption. I like that phrase too, perfectly redeemed in a perfect redemption. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you, Lord. Yep. And so it's like Paul told the church of believers at Corinth. Now we see through a glass. And that is only darkly or not complete. Surely not knowing it all on the other side with Christ and being found within him. But one day as Paul puts it, but then face to face. Yes, this is our victory from the dark. The knowing of our physical body and life. But then we move to that of spirit, a new body and victory in heaven. Here we are also told that we shall know even as I am also known. Now, you know, really, I think about this. You know, I've thought it on numerous occasions. To know even as I also am known. So people will know you. And, you know, you're, you're thinking, you know, what am I going to see? And it, you're not going to be in a body like we have now, but yet people recognize you. So there's a lot of things, I think, that when Paulie, Paul writes these things, you know, it, he, he writes just enough to give you, you know, that urge to want to know more. Yeah, you know, because for Tower and I, all of our, all of our parent parents are gone, and also my mother and father-in-law are gone, and I mean, a lot of people are gone, <laughs> but there's still a lot of people around. But uh, you know, so especially today, when you're living, you know, like we are today. For now we see through a glass darkly, but then face to face. Now I know in part, but then I shall know even also as I am known. 1 Corinthians thirteen ten through 13. That's the context. And that is transforming hope. Now read the rest of this over on warn-usa.com or danaglinsmith.com. Now they're on both sides, but... They're featured over on DanaGlennSmith.com. And the Warren Radio feature will come sometime on its own. But you can still find it there. So today we need to unite in our hope and the transformation. Yes, we do. 
have hope in Christ Jesus. Now just a reminder, Transforming Hope is by the watchman Dana Glenn Smith. The Warren Radio Shows, like the one you're listening to, are hosted by the watchman Dana G. Smith and Tower, who is co-host. This is part of the WIBR Warren Radio websites and ministries. We are an in-depth biblical teaching, preaching, and warning agency in these last days. And all scripture that's quoted is King James, unless otherwise noted. And the work and ministry of the WIBR Warren Radio is about the testimony of Jesus Christ, through the faith of Jesus Christ, by the mercy of God and our Father, through his grace extended, flowing from the love of God to all people everywhere, commanding everyone to repent. So check this out over on DanaGlennSmith.com, Transforming Hope. And uh, we're going to have, uh, we're going to talk about this for a moment. And uh, these are sent to us on a regular basis every week. Uh, this is coming from International Christian Concern. And there's an urgent appeal for Pakistani Christians under violent attack. And we covered this uh, a while ago. And uh, a mob attack in Jiranwala, Pakistan. And they said that more indicate 26 churches were destroyed. Now the first reports were a lot more. No, uh, they were less because they were... They and more than 400 homes. Well, I'm thinking in the very beginning of this story. Oh, well, I was... And yeah. uh, as you can imagine... And Jeff King is the president of International Christian Concern. He does a pretty good job of communicating uh, all the needs. So, you know, and he talks in here about the Pakistan government's promise of providing aid to affected Christians. Now, I can tell you, we have been doing the radio show for a long, long, long time. And we are very familiar with the way this works overseas and uh, as far as Pakistan and India we know in India for sure that usually when there's some kind of like floods and stuff where they're run out of their homes or stuff the last time I heard of it uh, the Christians over there were telling us that uh, you know the government over there who was supplying the relief for the Hindus and the others there told the Christians that they can let the Christians help them. So nothing came. Now see, so what Jeff King is is taken on and uh, international Christian concern and that is to rebuild the homes and uh, the churches. And so uh, you might go on over to uh, International Christian Concern and uh, help them out a little bit. And 
you know this is terrible it is it's really devastating you know they they go in there and destroy these the the uh, when we heard jeff king on this video talking about this incident or if you want to call it that um all this devastation he was saying that somebody had burned a Quran in Sweden. And so when they get wind of that in Pakistan, they go, they riot and take it out on the Christians. And so then this is why all these churches and homes were destroyed. And of course, they have failed, the Pakistani police have failed to, or the government, to do anything about it to bring the perpetrators to justice and so they're still waiting for that nobody's been charged with any crimes last I heard was is that right Dana yeah I haven't heard of them now they did arrest some and then they released them but when you're dealing with the subject of justice in India for Christians there almost isn't any or Pakistan or yeah or or Pakistan and this is not new you know, Christians have been burned out, and they have been persecuted in both countries, and justice is is lacking for Christians in these areas. And, uh, you know, America, our justice has not been very good, especially when dealing, uh, them trying to deal with Trump and others. You know, this this country is really biased. And the Democrat Party, who's in charge of the White House, is not doing a very good job. Uh, and so the thing of it is, is that, you know, if, if you don't take care of your justice at home, then you're not, you're going to have a nation that, that will be just like these that we're reporting on. That's true. And so... You know, so don't forget to go by uh, International Christian Concern and help them out if you can. Pray for them. Uh, like I said, this, you know, persecuted Christians needing help is not new. And today there are lots and lots and lots of need out there. And uh, the WIBR Warren Radio is an advocate for the persecuted church. So uh, when we tell you to visit uh, International Christian Concern or any of the other humanitarian organizations, they don't pay us for that. We don't take money for that. This is our service to help them out. We don't get a cut. We don't want a cut. We don't need a cut. The Lord has taken care of us for many, many years. And this is truly a ministry. And so, take care of them. Pray for them. And not just them. There are lots and lots of these organizations that need your help. Are you ready, Tower? Yes. Okay, we are. This next story is comes to us from uh, 
Forum 18, Oslo, Norway. It's Belarus Christian Persecution. Since July 11th, Minsk's New Life Church faces multiple new regime investigations into a summer camp accident. A renewed massive tax demand it strongly disputes, a a website ban, and a court case for publishing allegedly extremist material, protesting at election fraud and regime illegality, among other things. The regime bulldozed its church buildings on June 21st. The pastor has been jailed until the 25th of August, and we haven't had an update. We don't know if he's been out. And that was possibly to stop him from participating in an August 23rd extremist materials hearing that may be a prelude to the church being forcibly closed. Minks New Life Church organizes camps for children every summer, and on the 10th of July, a bus carrying 50 children overturned due to a poorly maintained road. There were no serious injuries, and parents have not made any complaints about the accident, the camp, or New Life Church and its leadership. And a Belarusian Belarusian Protestant who knows the situation, who wished to remain anonymous, for fear of the state reprisals, commented to Forum 18 on August 8 that the road accident was being used as an excuse for the authorities to put pressure on the church. They found an excuse to set the ball rolling. New Life Church has faced many years of regime pressure, building up to its February 2021 forcible eviction from its building, bans on its meeting outside, and the 20th of June bulldozing of the building and the new website new life's website was blocked without warning on the 25th of July this is a tactic which the regime has used with the excuse of alleged extremism against many organizations mink's prosecutor banned the website for 6 months accusations of publishing extremist information and building up threats to national security, which includes artificially whipping up tensions in society and inciting a social hostility of discord through the dissemination of false information. And the prosecutor particularly objected, objected to the internet posts protesting against the 2020 fraudulent presidential election, regime violence against protesters, and the regime's violation of the rule of law. The authorities themselves chose the quotations, but the posted information reflects the real situation in our country. And that was a Belarusian human rights defender who wished to remain anonymous. For fear of the state's reprisal. Well, I guess that's all you need to know. I didn't think there was that kind of stuff going on in Belarus. Well, you know, there is. I guess there is now. You know, there there is. Uh, there's a lot of this sto- stuff going on. And, of course, everything is set against the Christians. Yes, Everything, it is. all the time. So, in this country, too, 
you know, since the Biden administration got in there, we have heard, you know, quite a few threats against Christians. And so we've got a major issue in this country, the country that has always been free, freedom of speech. And, and one of the people that proves, uh, proves to us that this nation is corrupt uh, in its handling of the law, and that's uh, how they've dealt with uh, uh, President Trump and those who helped him and are with him. And, uh, you know, there, there's a fine step between being free and being uh, a state that will, you know, just do what they want to do, you know. You, you don't have any rights to speak the gospel. You don't have any right to put the gospel or articles on a website. You don't have any right to say anything. And, uh, you know, that, the, that's about the, you know, the issue. And it doesn't make sense because Christianity is the most widely spread religion in Belarus, you know, and the largest Christian communities in Minsk are Orthodox, Catholic, and Protestant ones. Judaism and Islam prevail among other religious denominations. So I guess maybe because of the Islam. It just, if it's uh, Christianity is the main religion, why are, is there so much persecution against the Christians? Well, you know, the thing of it is, is that this is becoming a very, very familiar type of thing. And, and around the world. And uh, in America, we are seeing more and more hateful, spiteful reactions to Christians. And so there's quite a few things that we could say about this whole thing. But we, we find these circumstances all the time. Around the world, every week, there's things going on like this. Very disturbing. So pray for the Christians in Belarus, and uh, pray that they will have a way to live out their faith and be at peace. Now, we have another one here. This is in Pakistan. This comes from International Christian Concern. And it's about the fires of anti-Christian persecution. And they're being started, you know, in other words, trying to, continuing to um, limit Christianity and things like this. There's a lot of things that are going on, both in Pakistan and in India. And it don't take much to fire up groups of Muslims or Hindus. And before you know it, they're ready to kill everybody, burn everybody, you know, destroy their homes. Uh, and uh, we have reported on this lots and lots and lots of times. And we reported how they'll kick them out and and the wives will get down there in the dirt and try to sift out their flour so they'll have something to eat. And their rice and their... Yeah, and their rice and things like that. And, you know, because they go in and they trash everything and destroy everything. 
and then they have to go into the jungle. So this is this is life around the world. Now several Christian communities and you know and and add to that churches and homes. Uh, angry mobs rampage through. Uh, now this is Faisal uh, Faisalabad. Uh, uh, well, two teenagers were accused of desecrating the Quran. And see, the thing of it is, is that desecrating the Quran is something that's used by Muslims against Christians. And if they can get it, then that can mean the death penalty. And they'll give the death penalty to kids as well, to teenagers. And it was over in the Punjab province. And uh, teenagers that riled radical Muslims who in turn targeted Christians. <laughs> so teenagers riled the radical Muslims, which you shouldn't do, who in turn targeted Christians. And so by the time it was done, many families had to flee for their lives. And, uh, and the attackers, of course, accused the teens of tearing out pages from the Quran, throwing them on the ground, and writing insulting remarks on the pages. Christian leaders and others said this was just a false edu uh, accusation. Now, believe it or not, uh, these Muslims, and even the Hindus, that they will, if they want to catch somebody, especially a Christian, they will say things that isn't necessarily true, because their goal is to get them locked up, imprisoned. And a lot of them wind up dead. And uh, so the mobs of these Muslims have burned different settlements of Christians. This is according to International Christian Concerned Staffer who visited the area. But he was turned away. They don't want him snooping around. And uh, they say that it's not just a few churches or the house of the accused. The condition here is worse. And they said what they see in the media does not come close to reflecting the damage that has been done. And the police and rangers were all over the place and blocked the area so people can't see the damage. So this is extensive. And, and believe me, when these people get to riot and, and, and it's about uh, the Koran being desecrated, uh, yeah, they will destroy their enemy, and they will destroy their houses. They will do whatever they want to do. Nothing, nothing's going to stop them, and just a few of these police ain't going to stop them. So witnesses said that news of the alleged blasphemy spread like fire, which is not surprising, in the city and surrounding areas. One man entered a mosque, and in a very violent speech said they should respond and attack the perpetrators. So then thousands of Muslims came with batons and sticks and steel rods and attacked Christian houses and churches. Almost 30 uh, churches were attacked. 10 were set ablaze. 50 homes were ransacked. And hundreds of Bibles and Christian literature were burned and thousands of people were displaced. But that's not blasphemy, burning the hundred, you know, Bibles and Christian literature. 
They no. can't get them for blasphemy. That is just so wicked to do that. Well, it is. And, of course, this is the natural reaction that they have. I mean, and I say that based upon all the years we've been reporting it. This is this is how it works. Christians say something or accuse of something. And all, all the... <laughs> All the Muslims or the Hindus or whichever mob it is, uh, they go out with blood vengeance, you know, and they will kill in this kind of thing. This is not a good place to be. Not at all. So pray for um, Pakistan and India both. Pray for the believers there. You know, this is going to take, and see, this is international Christian concern, and we've had a number of reports of stuff like this. Sometimes it gets a little confusing which mob you're talking about. So international Christian concern is, you know, these organizations uh, have all these various places uh, all lined up, and when something happens, they they find their rep that they have there, and they 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 do have uh, people that work for International Christian Concern, native pastors and such, and then they tell them what they need. I mean, it just you know this is the way it is. It just and and the Christians aren't killing anybody either I haven't heard of any Christians fighting back using a gun or anything because they don't have any guns they never defend themselves yeah they never I haven't heard of them ever defending themselves and running the attackers off you know not in these situations so pray for them because this is not uh, not good, not good at all. So, in this other one, we're talking about India, intervention and justice. This is from globalchristianrelief.org. Footage was released not too long ago of an appalling assault of two women of the Christian uh, Kuki uh, tribe, K-U-K-I, in Manipur, India. Since the release of the video, which of course went viral. Um, The stories of the attack there have come to the surface. And of course Indian uh, citizens there reached a boiling uh, point and began to hold rallies and marches in defense of the victims because they're angered over the senseless violence. Now of course this is this is one of those senseless things that I mean it goes on and on and on you know when you when you're dealing you know in the religious arena 
and Muslim, Hindu, Sikh, Christian, you name it. I'll tell you, tempers get to the boiling point fast. Well, the citizens who had had enough and they were angry began to hold rallies and marches in defenses of, of the victims. And so as a result, which is absolutely surprising because uh, I haven't seen this, the Indian Supreme Court is intervening, intervening to handle the matter. And uh, they're hoping that justice is on the horizon for some of the persecuted Christians in Manipur. And of course, the perpetrators of these ethnic and religious attacks are violent Hindus. And, you know, history, I mean, it's not just in India, it's in Pakistan and other places. But in India, you know, the Hindus don't get in trouble. Many times, no matter no matter which organization that we're reporting and we're reporting on you know the Hindus I mean I don't remember a story in India where the Muslims and the Christians were fighting because the Muslims in India are also persecuted by the radical Hindus yep and then of course there's the Sikhs and so, I mean, you've got a lot of issues in these things. And man, they just, there's no love, I can tell you that. And they serve their pagan gods and, you know, they're convinced, but there's no love there. You know, Christ, when we talk about Jesus Christ, we talk about the love of God. And one of the things of it is, love fulfills the law, the law of God. That's our God. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. His son came and died on the cross for the sins because he loved the Father. See, love. As Christians, we're commanded to love. So there's a total difference here. And so, officers there in Manipur initially failed to take action, which is not, again, not surprising. And of course, the people that reported on the story, excuse me, is praising God because the tide is turning. They're seeing hope. And there's been a lot of media attention on it because a lot of this stuff that when we receive it and, and we get it, I mean, there's already been quite a bit of promotion on it. I mean, not promotion, it just spreads. And uh, so they they thank the international media attention and the body of Christ's fervent prayers. And so... The victims requested an impartial investigation and trial, so the Indian Supreme Court decided to appoint a former uh, police commissioner to head the probe and 
the sexual violence. And so they're also appointing an independent third party to get to the bottom of the assault. You know, you don't usually find this kind of... Uh, no, it's surprising. Isn't it? And they're appointing... In addition, the court has also assigned three retired female judges to look into the onslaught of attack. And that's good that they've... Um, Did that. ...assigned the, th the female judges. Yeah. So it goes on to say the corrupt Manipur officials sought to overlook the heinous confrontations, but the people of India started to wake up to the plight of our persecuted family. They're the ones that were angered by it. That is good. That is great that that's and happening. So, and it says that Global Christian Relief, we're doing all we can to help. Earlier this year, the ethnic and religious violence in Manipur had spiraled out of control. Entire, entire villages were torched. Hundreds of Christians were burned. Churches were burned. And many people were killed. Tens of thousands, mostly Christians, became homeless. So, at Global Christian Relief, you can stop by their website. You can also pray for... Uh, and uh, lift them up in your prayers so you can go to globalchristianrelief.org globalchristianrelief.org just all one word globalchristianrelief and then dot org and you know that is a bit of good news but you know, the the summary that they put, uh, you know, I mean, we have covered uh, some of these huge violent swings um, this year, for this year, you know. And uh, you can't just snap your fingers and put up 400 homes. Well, it takes a while to rebuild everything. You know, and then what are you going to do? You, you know, if you have the rainy season coming or something like that, where are you going to be? So th these are the issues that you have. And I know Americans wouldn't want to be sitting out underneath a tree in the middle of winter. I know I wouldn't. Not me. Nope. I would not enjoy that. Nope. So uh, are you ready for yours? Yes. I especially love this story. Because it's further evidence that our God is alive and well and still involved in our everyday lives, in people's lives. He's our God of restoration and he's setting people free. And this story comes to us from missionnetworknews.org. And Iran setting the people free. So this, um, via iHeartRadio, no, via Heart for Iran, that's Heart, the number for Iran, Jesus set people, Jesus set people free from demonic oppression in seven of the 33 miracles he performed while walking this earth. He is still in the freedom business today. Heart for Iran's I can't say the first name, but the last name is Bagistani, describes a woman who recently called the ministry's 24-7 prayer line. 
Her whole family was into witchcraft and they were traumatized all the time. They would hear voices, they would see things on fire, which was not actually on fire. They thought this was normal because they went to the mosque and the mullahs said, It's okay, these are gods talking to you, go ahead and talk with them. And it became worse and worse and when they called us, we said, No, these demons are from the devil. You have to bind them in the name of Jesus. They will flee. It took us seven months to convince them not to talk with these demons. Eventually, they prayed to receive Jesus Christ as their Savior. The mother and the daughters were set free, and this whole family is now at peace. And we continue to disciple them, and they're growing in the Lord. Praise God. Heart for Iran's call center brings healing to hurting Iranians through trauma counseling and prayer sessions. Of those who pick up the phone, 90% are not Christians. They're Muslims. They call us for prayer because they don't have anywhere to go, Bagistani says. They go, on, they go searching online and they find us. Support from fellow believers like you keeps this ministry going. If they help us financially, we can get more counselors on our team and we can invite more to help us with God's kingdom. That's what um, Bagistani says. Ask, <coughs> and he wants you to ask the Lord to give counselors wisdom in the words he wants them to say at precisely the right time. Please pray that God will give us wisdom. And he said people all over the world call us from Canada to Australia within the country Iran and in Afghanistan we rotate shifts because we want to be open 24 hours seven days a week to help anyone calling us that's an amazing story thank God yeah I like that story I too I didn't I didn't realize the Muslims would get involved in witchcraft I thought that was kind of strange well, they but probably. I guess I shouldn't be surprised. Well, they probably don't realize it's witchcraft, Tara. East Africa transformation. This is from um, Mission Network News. Mission Network News Online or M N N Online dot org. That's M N N Online dot org. And uh, the ministry is Set Free Ministries. Um, in East Africa, now this is an undisclosed uh, location, and there's a reason for that, to protect it. And so they begin by saying, in East Africa, poor governance and widespread corruption challenge national development. The only hope for a better future lies within this country's young population. Well, you can always, always, 90 plus percent of the time, if there's an issue in, in a government or in a nation, it's always the government. And it's their policies. And uh, the Set Free Ministries... Uh, that I mentioned has a dozen schools set up here 
This is in East Africa. And uh, they had a first ever training event to help these teachers to be transformers. So what they did, they put them all, brought them in for this session because the teachers had never met. Why? Because it's East Africa. It's Africa. They're poor. A lot of them don't have any way to get there except walk. And they had 200 teachers travel to what they call the Light Academy. <coughs> and they met each other for the first time. Now I'll bet that was something. 200 oh, yeah. teachers from around Africa, East Africa, coming to this one location to learn how to teach. Now that's got to have some fruit there. Oh yes, and that's amazing for them to be able to get together like that. <coughs> and they said that it was amazing to see them, meaning those who came, the teachers, uh, to fully, you know, understand the scope of their program. And, and their goal was to disciple children from kindergarten through high school graduation. Because, you know, you get in these areas, there's a, there's a lot of lack of education. And so it was a four-day conference for them. And it focused on discipleship. That's knowing who you are in Christ. Now that is really important. The conference exactly. solidified the idea that they, the teachers, are the ones who will model Christ to their students. Now I think that's good. Because they live it, they model it, they get to look at the, the teachers. Yeah, so that's a good class. Yes, it is. And so once that foundation is laid, you know, knowing that you are the one, you are the one that people are going to see. So you model Christ. That's very important. So once they get that laid, which is has to be the first, because if you don't know Christ and if you can't model Christ, you know, walking as he walked, it isn't going to do any good what you say. And they said everything changes. The desire for learning changes. The children are not afraid to speak up and speak their minds to ask or ask questions. And so the Set Free leaders committed to holding a training event every year from now on. One teacher had been to many other teachers' conferences and said they were always aimed at professional development. This is the first time she'd ever been to a conference where the overreaching was goal was her being more connected with Jesus Christ. And I think that is just absolutely where it needs to be. Amen. If you do not know Jesus Christ, if you are not connected to him, you know, you need to. I mean, that's the whole key. We can do things in the flesh. We can have schools in the flesh. But that's not the goal. The goal is to help these kids and these people 
to understand Christ and what he has for them. And like they said here too, when the word of God gets a hold of their hearts and the Holy Spirit transforms their lives and it impacts their communities. See, this is very, very important. And uh, unfortunately, when I look at America, I see an America that has fallen away, truly fallen away from the first faith in this country. And if there's anybody that can take a lesson, it's America. That's right. She was, um, this um, one person was saying, one teacher, in this country, kids can be pretty wild. They don't have much of a foundation in proper family life. A lot of things are broken. And when the word of God gets a hold of their hearts and the Holy Spirit transforms their lives, it impacts their communities. Well, you know what? We have that going on in America. We have a lot of things that are broken. Well, we have a lot of kids, kids that and, are broken. Yeah. And they don't have much of a foundation of a in in proper family life here either. No. What have they got? They've got an indoctrination in socialism. And an, an indoctrinate, indoctrination in stealing and theft. You know, because we're having a big problem, you know, with a lot of that. I mean, we have immorality we have godlessness and we have a lot of young people that are totally absolutely lost that's america and that's atrocious yes it is and what's more we have leaders you know in the biden administration and many other police places that are that are godless that don't see any sense in being bringing the faith of christ into this nation so we, I'll tell you, America has, has a lot of trouble, has a lot of issues. Now, we're next talking about Haitians, and I wanted to do this one because Haiti has been a mess for a long time. And it goes back to, uh, I'm thinking, didn't Clintons have something to help Haiti? Yeah, they, they collected money to help Haiti. But they hardly gave any money to Haiti. Yeah. If anything at all. Well, the Lord will take care of them for that. So this is via BarnabasAid.org. The practical relief is invaluable to our Haitian brothers and sisters. Our Caribbean church partners told us after Barnabas provided rice to around 30,000 hungry Christian families, food scarcity and even famine is an ongoing and desperate situation. See? Okay, America, are you awake yet? Yeah. This is Haiti, and they were starving. They were close to America. Why didn't we get food to them? That's Why right. is it so hard for Haiti to get help? The government of Haiti has collapsed. People are too afraid to leave their homes because of violent gangs, and there's been a wave of murders, rapes, and kidnappings. Now, see, that's unfortunately, that's what happens. So, they safely distributed the rice through the Haitian churches. And in addition to that, of course, you've got earthquakes and hurricanes there. And so, 
They said the rice distribution was safely completed through village churches and the total rice would feed 300,000 meals. So That's good. Thank you, Lord. Yeah. And uh, we pray that the stability returns to the Caribbean nation. Yes, amen. You know, when you get in these kind of situations, it's just terrible. Are you ready for yours? No, it's. I don't think we have time. Oh, we only got two minutes. Yeah. Okay, so good night, everybody. Thank you for joining us whenever you do. And please pray for your Christian brothers and sisters around the world. Pray for us as we pray for you. And we love you and we always hope the best for you in Christ Jesus. Take care and be safe and look up. For your redemption draws nigh. Good night, everybody. Don't forget to go to our websites at warn-usa.com, danaglinsmith.com. Be sure to listen to the broadcast. we got all kinds of broadcasts there. Read the articles. And also check out my book, The Rising. Get a copy of The Rising and read it and let us know what you think. And be sure to pray for the persecuted church wherever wherever you live. Pray for the persecuted church. And pray for the nations like America. Because America may look stable, but it's not. It has many, many troubles, America does. And there's many other nations the same way. This is the time of the shaking. So look up. Take care of yourselves. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May his face shine upon you and give you peace. May he direct your steps and keep you and your family safe from all harm. Until next time, Shalom, everybody. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Warren Radio.